And we are live. Thanks for tuning in to InSync Live Episode 4. Today we are honoured to have Eric Chu with us. He is the founder of Show Production, a backline rental and live music production company, whose biggest projects to date have been like Stucker Music 2018-2019 Festival, where it was featuring headliners from Taiwan, such as Rock Band, FIR, and Alin. Thanks for doing this, Eric. <laughs> no problem. And before we start talking about the technical aspects and all that, mm-hmm. maybe can you share with us a little bit about your life story? My life story? From, you know, like graduating O-levels, N-levels, to where you are right now. I started playing guitar when I was around 13 years old. Yeah. And I think it's also luck. My my dad actually has a day job, but he got one whole set of backline equipment. Oh. Uh, so he do he also brought back for his friends uh, to do all the small Chinese concert that kind of thing. Uh, so that's when I see hey, this thing quite interesting. Eh. Small Chinese concert like Gatai Gatai, oh, some I concert, see. other bears, all that kind of thing. So so from then on, about 15 years old, I start to follow and learn. Then I see all my uncles also, they don't do backline setup. So I started to learn from there. Then since then, uh, after my O level, I decided to pursue my diploma in uh, DMAT. Music and all technology. I see. That's where I learn more. I learn recording. I learn how to do live sound, play guitar, play music, that kind of thing. So as time passed by, right, uh, I managed to know my uh, previous partner in Analog Factory, Keith. So from then, we started to do recording. But there's a lot of gears in the warehouse, but there's not used for any purpose. And I got one whole set of backline equipment with my dad. So that time I suggested, why not we lump all this inventory together so we can do backline rental for our side show. Because at that point of time in the market, there is still lack of backline equipment. So when you got count down all this, the whole market runs out of equipment to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why not we tabulate all our inventory together and support all the shows that is in Singapore. That's how we got started at Analog Factory. How long ago was this, this Analog Factory? That was when I was year 3. Oh, in poly. Eh? Year 3, I think about 6 years back. Yeah. I started Analog Factory with Keith 6 years back. Wait, this is... Amazing to me because this means you started this before NS. Before NS. Right. <laughs> Snap. Okay. But the hardest part was when I went NS. So, but right, I'm not supposed to moonlight, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, during my NS day, if I can help out, I'll help out at the company. So, weekends, come out and do show. But there's also one point that I realized I really love what I'm doing. As compared to what I'm doing in NS. I see. Uh, I, I really, see. I, when I do shows, I really feel that I enjoy what I'm doing. You will have that kind of feeling when you are actually doing the thing. <laughs> you had that uh, comparison, eh? Yeah, you got, like, a, you got a chance to compare what you're doing in NS and what you're actually doing outside NS. <laughs> and you, it's almost like the week you're doing NS, weekend you're doing this, yes. and you can really compare. Almost every other week, as long as the show, I'll go back and help. It's my show, I'll go and take care of my own show. La. I see, I see. This is very interesting also because your dad owned a whole set one oh, set backline. of backline equipment, some sound system, that kind of thing. But that is just his part-time job only. It's just I for see. fun. He got a day job working for somebody else. So. I see, uh, I see. And you're saying uncles also. So this sounds like a family thing. It's not say uncle, like his son brothers, that kind of thing. I see. Uh, he's the one that taught me a lot. He's a drummer. He's the one that taught me how to set up drum, patch cable. All the basics were from there. Wow, wow. And this is really, you learn through through life. Huh? Yeah, show I, learned, you in I, I started to help out when I was about 15, 16. And there goes my old level grades. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you made it to DMAT. 
I, I mean, DMAT through audition. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. I got my overall result. I look at the result. I also, uh, <laughs> what's going on next, man? <laughs> I went for the audition. I went for open house. I spoke to the, the lecturers there. They asked me to apply for the audition. I see, I see. So I went in for audition. Didn't show my O-level grades. Wonderful, that's uh, wonderful, girl. How, how do you, you and Keith meet? Uh, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I met him on soft. Oh, <laughs> shout out to James Wu, who might be, he has been uh, accepting my invite for this podcast. Is so it? he might be watching. <laughs> I met him, eh? I met him soft just forums. before CB. Okay. I forgot where is it. My man just before CB. Yeah, we were talking about all the audio thing on. So, oh, okay. Uh, okay. The time he's working for audio engineer to collaborate for this uh, unofficial thing. I see, I uh, see. That's how I know him. <laughs> wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's really because uh, one thing that for the viewers out there, Analog Factory was one of the favorite studios for me to record in. Because yeah. the amount of gear they had, it's, oh man, it's a delicious gear. For a guitar player especially. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the viewers out there, you play guitar. I play guitar. Right, I play right. myself. <laughs> so you have a lot of gear centered around guitar. <laughs> we wanted to have a, an array of tones that people can choose from. Right, right. right. They want a certain kind of tone we can almost pull out the M and start recording it. That's what ah, we aim man. to do the time. An instant solution for yeah. tonal From needs. guitar to drums also. We specifically buy different kind of drums. Maple, right. birds, Ubinga. Yeah, I remember this. Uh, you we, had a, like, we a, got a We got a, did a Maple DW, we got Birds Ryzen. Then we let them, we still got Bubinga. So depending on the kind of music, the kind of sound, the artist one, we can cater to the kind of tone. We got to eventually do it. Uh. Beautiful, beautiful. So on that note, right, can you explain a little bit what exactly is Backline Rental? What exactly is live show music production? So our focus in the show production is always to provide Backline Rental. <clears throat> That's our main focus. So when the tech rider comes, let's say, uh, let's say okay, just earlier this year before circuit breaker, you no, know, just when COVID happened, I was supposed to do the Korean concert for our winner, this Korean pop band. Apparently, they are very famous. Uh, but I see. I don't really know who are they. Apparently, <laughs> they are really famous. So the tech rider comes. We gotta fulfill the tech rider. If you cannot fulfill them, you must substitute with something that is as close as possible. I see. So the tech rider right will be sent to their management. So the management will check whether all these substitution can be accepted or not. Right. If they can accept, that would be good. If they cannot accept, they will send another counter list back. So we will either have to go and purchase Ooh. the gear or rent it from somebody else. I see, I uh, see. So backline, we provide backline solutions to uh, AV company, event organizer. Then a uh, secondary what we provide is also sound system. So when you got uh, shows that you need sound system, lighting, for your live music production, we provide that also. So it's really lights, the big speaker system. Sound, sound lighting, visuals, backline. It's really the whole, yeah, the, the whole, whole thing. The whole thing we provide. I see, I see. And can you share with us, like, because you, you're already saying, like, they send you a tech rider. Mm. So what, what goes on when, let's say there's a show date that has been confirmed. Where do you come in? Where do the management start contacting you? Uh, it really depends. There's mm -hmm. some very last minute show. Oh, really, uh, really? You do a very last minute request. Today, they give you the rider, they give you a brief rider, tomorrow is the show, that kind oh, of thing. Dear. But usually that's not a big show, that's a smaller show. Yeah, yeah. Then the bigger show, they will prep you at least one or two months ahead. One or two months so, ahead, okay. So okay. if you don't have that particular keyboard, or what, you still can go and find, you still can go and buy. Right. And sometimes so, the budget is big enough that you can just buy. Uh, I'll right? just buy uh, like, right. uh, for, for winners where we started, I went to buy symbols. I went oh. to buy symbols. I went to, I buy some stuff for them. And I got cancelled. Yeah, yeah. But no choice uh. I mean, I bought it already. I can use it for other show next yeah. time. It is what it is, right? Mm. This was this year? This, this year. This just year. before COVID. 
I see, I see. So then, so that's the point of contact, initial point of contact. They send you this rider and you're sourcing for stuff. Yeah. So what happens nearer to the show date? So it's all preparation and planning. So okay. you must prep for, for the bigger show, I will actually stand by one drum tag, one guitar tag, one keyboard tag. Especially okay. when the rider okay. is complicated. It's right. really complicated. I will put specific people to go and take out a specific instrument. And usually all these people are musicians themselves also. I you see. Get, you definitely get a drummer to be a drum tag. And yeah. I get a guitarist to be the guitar tag. Because they understand the language yeah, of the equipment. They understand the language. They know what is the musician is looking for. Right, right, uh, right. I think that's very important. No, no it's very interesting because then you are also not just providing gear. You're providing mm. human beings yeah. also. So you must understand the tone language. Wow. Uh, there's this one time. Uh, this was a smaller church show. So the guitarist is complaining, why is the M breaking up? Is there distortion? <laughs> then he's speaking to a drummer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's, what, uh, that's, that's where, I, where we encounter. You cannot put a drummer to be a guitar tag. Yeah, uh, it's not just like plugging uh, things in. There's certain so he's asking nuances. why the M is breaking up. I was like, it's just too loud already. It's breaking up, it's distorting. Uh, uh, no headroom. Uh, right? No headroom already. I see. Uh, because they leave the, this particular show, it was a church show. Okay. They didn't want any M on stage. Right. So they leave the M backstage. Okay. The musicians, they cannot see the M. Right. So nobody knows what's going on. Nobody can tell if it was actually so loud that the M was breaking up already. It's too far away for them yeah. to know, right? Yes. Oh, and was it a drum, someone who was a drummer that was functioning? Yeah, the, the drummer tech? was the, the backline in charge. But he ah, didn't know about guitar. So if you're I not see. a guitarist, you probably won't know that the M will you, break up after a certain level. I don't level. think anyone would know. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are... And these the are term th- breaking uh, up, what is that? What is that? <laughs> uh? So these are all the details that matters that only guitarists will know. So mm. for the more complicated show... Uh, all guitar heavy one, you make sure you put a guitarist to be a guitar tag. You put the drummer to be the drum tag. Yeah. Was it the case like this for like those Stucker music yeah, festivals? Yeah, Stucker also. I put the, for all these biggest shows, especially the drummer, I'll put a drum tag for sure. I see, I see. Because drum are usually the complicated one. You've got small cymbals, different sizes, small stand. So usually I'll put a drum, as well, a drum tag. Uh. Okay, so what I find amazing is all these things, people who come to the show, uh, they have no they idea. They they like, oh, this is a good show. Because yeah. my next question is, what happens on setup day? Because I'm guessing the drum techs, the guitar techs, they are not the people setting up the gear. You have another crew setting uh, up the usually gear. Usually, we have the same bunch of crew. Uh. Ah, okay. We okay. Have the same bunch of crew. Usually, the challenge comes when we got multiple shows that on top of each other. Right. So, you got to find the right people to handle the show. Uh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when multiple stack on top of each other, so the planning must be very careful. It's not just the gears, not just the people, the transport, the logistics uh, are all very important. So you must plan out for the right people to come and pick up the gears, send out to the show, talk right. to the client, right. and figure out what the band really need and where is the show. Uh, everything comes client in is place, king, uh. right? Uh, so everything comes in place. A lot of time uh, in this uh, live sound production, right, it's a lot about logistics, manpower. It's, sometimes it's beyond technical. Mm-hmm. If you need, you need to plan your logistics well, your transport, uh, which lorry is going to where, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. manpower, who is in charge of this show. Uh, and this manpower got to go and deliver, go tell all the crew what to do next. Uh, this is very important. Wow. So it's, uh, there's a lot of planning when we got multiple shows stacked on top of each other. And you got to train your crew really well also. We got to train our crew. And most of my crew is either my senior or my juniors uh, <laughs> in SP. I see. Oh, or my classmates. From DMAT also? Yeah, from DMAT also. Amazing. Because they, are all, they know life sound. They know backline. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. are all musicians. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to talk to the musician. And they right. definitely know what they are talking about. Right, right, right. They're really starting uh, not from ground zero. Yeah. Uh. Sometimes when you get some people to go and do backline, they might know 
how to mic up, but they don't know what is guitar amp breaking up. Yeah, uh, yeah. They don't. They might know how to tune the drum as well as the drum tag. Mm, so mm-hmm. getting my my junior or senior to come and do back like tag, I think it's very efficient. Uh. I see. Wow, this is this is pretty cool. Uh, this whole D mat senior junior thing. All at, at least sixty you know? percent of my crew, seventy percent, all my junior <laughs> and senior, I ask them whether inter- interested or not. Ah, oh, amazing! And you have interns from there as well, I'm guessing. I got interns from there also. Oh. Uh, right now, DMAT? is it still called DMAT, The course itself? I think they are going to revamp the course. I see. And, uh, I think for next two years, they're going to revamp the course. Because I'm, I'm getting more and more interested in like the people from that course and the course itself. I wanna find out more. It's yeah. the people you hang out with. It's a culture there more than just the curriculum lesson. I see. Uh, I you see. hang out after class to jam, hang out uh, in the canteen to talk about audio. Uh, these are the places where you really interact with each other and get to know beyond just the curriculum. A lot of things you must hands on. Mm-hmm. You must talk, you must discuss. It's not something you sit down in front of the lecture and you absorb. It's not like this. For music, you got to hands on. Mm-hmm. For backline, you got to go hands on, patch cable, really touch the in- instrument. And this sounds like a whole culture, it's a culture. that DMAT had. Uh, it gets me very interested uh, you know, in this movement. It's almost like a movement that you all are in Singapore now. All these <laughs> DMAT graduates. Because by the way, Hide, one of our co-founders, uh, is also from DMAT. So, so, so there's a few en- encounters. The sound engineer from DMAT. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The backline crew from DMAT. <laughs> the musician, <laughs> musician from, from DMAT. DMAT. Right, right. Maybe artistic manager from DMAT. Yeah, Shout out to Nikki. <laughs> Nikki, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so this uh, whole chunk is is a it's a very good cycle, a like, very healthy cycle. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One one question I have. So, say all these things have been set up, the crew and the equipment, the drum tech, the guitar tech, they're all there, mm. and the show is now going on. What happens after the last note is played? Because I think for many people they have no <laughs> idea. They just play their guitar and they just right. <laughs> what what happens after that last note is played? And then the system is shut off slowly. No more house music. First thing, we will need to tear down everything. Okay. Tear down everything, load up lorry, send back to the warehouse. Okay. And pack back to the same warehouse. So it's, it's actually a very tedious industry. It's very tiring. Mm. The show ends at 10.30. You, by the time you tell us, it's about 12. My Ella factory warehouse used to be at Woodlands. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, this. So, so after we tell finish, we must go back to the warehouse. Sometimes I insist. Once we head back to the warehouse, we'll pack everything back to where, where it's supposed to be. Uh. Oh, so like uh, the previous state. Yeah. I so see. we'll pack every, all the gears back to the warehouse. So by the time it ends, it's about 1.30. 1 o'clock, 1.30. Oh, we reach home about 2.30. The next day, you should got a show again. In the morning? Think, uh, in the morning, you'll be a call time <laughs> 10, 9 o'clock. Oh, uh, man. So the planning of the show is very important uh, because it's a very tedious job. It's very tiring. So the people who do this, you must really like it. You must really enjoy your job. Mm. Like, I really enjoy the the long hours and I really enjoy seeing the job come to life. The satisfaction you get when the whole show goes well, everything goes well. The, the satisfaction is immersed. Eh? Oh, that's, that's, that's wonderful, yeah. you know, that you're drawing such bliss from watching the show be perfect, in a sense. Not that a show will be perfect, just seeing it come to life. Yeah, you There's definitely problems when you do the show. It's, mm-hmm. it's how you go and conquer, troubleshoot, and makes the show come true. And the point of time when the show starts, Everything goes well. The satisfaction is really, is really there. Wow! And you felt this from day one. I think you mentioned. I felt this when I first. I felt this very strongly when I do Sam Sui. Sam Sui, Sui uh, okay. he's a YouTuber. Okay. When I came to Singapore, I was the technical director for his concert. Okay. 
that was the first time I worked with overseas engineer. I see, I see. We did have problems for that show also. The engineer came down, he kept complaining that when he panned, okay. he couldn't feel the left right. Because we patched the con- our console to the house system. Okay. So we got no control over what the house system is like. Right, so right. So he kept panning, he keep, he telling me he cannot feel left right. Okay, okay. So we troubleshoot and find out it's the house system issue. Okay, okay. Uh, at the end of the day, the band is very happy, the engineer is very happy. And we see the show come to, wow. to life. Because you're like the middle man, you know? Between artists and... Between the... <laughs> we are the, we the middleman. Uh. Right, right. And I mean, to use the phrase Saikang also, a lot of... A lot of Saikang. Because like, you'll be the first to arrive at a show. Right. Yeah. At a venue. And the last to leave. you got to pack the gears at the warehouse. Right. you got to load up. <sighs> go to the venue. you got to speak to the client and the band. And then you got to stand by for the show. Oh. After the show, you need to stare down. And you got to do all this with a smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the crew get fed up, la. Right, <laughs> uh, right. Because when multiple, sometimes it's really stressful. Mm. Uh, the band mm. sometimes will pressure you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes they really want a certain. There's a uh, encounter before we send the keyboard down. Okay. Uh, we communicate. So we confirm it's this particular keyboard. But then again, before we the, there's some miscommunication. Yeah. Maybe there's an extension to the model of the keyboard. Okay. Uh, okay. The band want the keyboard. No matter what, he just want the keyboard on the spot. Okay. So we got to go and figure out, go and borrow, go and buy, go and figure out on the spot. Oh. So it kind of like it can be very pressurizing. But when you manage to troubleshoot and figure out the solution to the problem, the you will feel that like, oh, this work is worth it. Eh. It's very complex work, though, uh, from what I'm hearing. It's, it's very complex work. It's a lot of meticulous detail. Yeah. So every part, everybody in the company must play a part. Mm, mm, mm. So I always tell the crew, you all must support each other. You all must remind each other and take care of each other. It's only when the crew look after each other, look after all the details, then we can put out a good show. Right. If we think that we are a hero or what, we can pull the show alone. That doesn't work. It that really work, doesn't uh. work. Especially in this. Right. Really it doesn't, doesn't work. I think in general, so life uh, doesn't right. work that way. Even. Yeah. Right. So you everybody to come together and do the show together. Mm. Even if I'm the boss, I also will be on the ground. Right, right, right. Double right. check, figuring out everything is okay or not. One thing that I wanted to ask you, so in this like COVID time period, how has it been for you? It's a very hard period for uh, most companies like us uh, because all the, from uh, February onwards, all the events start to come to a stop. February. Uh, so mm. all the bookings for the next few months are all cancelled. Mm. So the only way you can continue to uh, sustain is to adapt. Mm. So we actually built this uh built this streaming studio because you cannot do events anymore. You only can do live stream online, events online. So we I cleared my uh equipment to another warehouse. So I got this bigger warehouse now to just do streaming. So we provide bands, corporate clients and avenue for them to come to do their event online. I see, I see. And are there are there bands that have done it so far? Uh, yeah, there's, a, there's some some bands they uh book the place on a regular basis. Oh okay uh, okay. They will find their own sponsors, uh to sponsor their uh ah, their performance. I see. And they went out our place to the sponsor. And this place has everything set up like the so live streaming. The, so so it's plug and play that place. I see. The cameras are ready. We got about six cameras in the venue. Oh, six cameras. So okay. we got we got close up cam for the drama, guitarist all that. We got the white shots for. For we got a, a camera with operator la. I see. Uh, I see. Six camera, then lighting, sound, backlight, all equipped. So the artists come, we we do a quick sound check. We can start the social. Away. Amazing, amazing. So you just come and perform. Yeah. So that's uh band's performance is one thing. Then we got corporate also. Okay. So the corporate client can come in, do their product launch at our venue. So I see. I see. 
So they can find out more about this through your website. Yeah, they can find out from, from our Instagram our website. Ah, nice, nice. Show production. and mm. I really appreciate what you do. And hearing from you like this makes me want to be kinder to crew. Because I know <laughs> they have had a long day. And they're going to have a long day. Usually you know, we pop shows. in 10 o'clock. And the show ends at 10pm. <laughs> right. Like so that's the not musician, the end yet. Uh, <laughs> It's the start of the end. But it's our job. It's our job to make sure the musician feel comfortable. Mm, mm, mm. So I always make sure all the crew to, make sure the crew to be to take initiative. Check with the drummer. Some drummer also shy. Yeah. So we always take initiative, check with the drummer. Is it okay? Is there anything he need? Right. So we got uh we got this backline kit. This okay. back kit. Uh. So inside got all the spare part ready. So we got the moon jaw. Our backline kit have. If the guitarist string break, we also got a spare string in the case. Oh, uh, winder, all equipped inside. Got battery. 9-volt uh, battery. battery. Yeah. Yeah, I got yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. acoustic guitarists. Come on, do you have 9-volt battery or not? <laughs> uh, we got 9-volt battery inside the back like it also. So, we prepare for emergency. Uh, do you have nail strings, clippers? Nail clippers, not, not to that extent. <laughs> la. <laughs> we got string cutter inside. I see. Uh, I so, see. if the uh, guitarist string snap during the show, we, uh, we always got guitar string ready. So, this is part oh. of our customer service. Uh. Amazing, amazing. Mm. Like, I, I hope to be able to do a show with show no production, <laughs> providing the backliner. Yeah. Oh, you really invest in the welfare of a show? Because I used to play guitar also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've seen, I, I seen shit happens. <laughs> it really does. Uh, uh, you want to control the variables. I've seen uh. drama play halfway, simple stand four. <laughs> so that's why when the school stand by for the show, I always tell them, what's the show? It's only when you watch the show, you will know what's going on on stage. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some some crew like to play with their handphone when they stand by for the show. Mm. Uh, that's not right. Watch the show, enjoy the show. Be present. Uh, eh? Be present. So if there's anything happen before anybody can say anything, you are you are running to the musician assisting oh, him. Uh, this is customer service that we provide. This is initiative. Initiative. Well, I appreciate uh, this. I deeply appreciate you saying this. This is what, this is what I believe in. Uh. Uh, I seen people with us, uh, the backline crew stand by, just sit down there doing nothing. I don't think it's right. Eh? Right, right, right. I don't think it's right also. So take initiative. Help out each other. Take care of each other. This is show production core value. Oh, beautiful, man. And in terms of like acquisition of gear and all that, do you actively look for new stuff to buy? So you got to balance the part of passion and business. Eh? Right, right, right. You cannot be constantly buying gears. The company doesn't make money, right? Yes, yes. But you, you were also on to buy gears because I myself is a musician, right? I, I also think you love gears, gear right? in the first place. I also love to buy gears. That's why I started buying a company, right? <laughs> so you must, you must jaga. The company must make profit so that you can buy gears. <laughs> then you must make sure all your gears are well equipped, well maintained. Not, it's not like you buy a JCM eight hundred. You just leave it there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. all will be good. You must make sure the tubes are the tubes okay. Is the M functioning? Is there any buzzing or not? You don't want to bring an uh, amp to the venue. Yeah, I've had uh, to face this uh, when I arrive at the venue and the amp is malfunctioning. Uh, amp not functioning, amp blow the kind of thing. So as much as possible within my inventory, let's say I bring out a tune reverb. Mm. I bring two. Uh, if, oh, we, I if we got spare at the warehouse, we bring two to the venue. AB, eh? Uh, AB is one thing. Sometimes, you never know the amp will break down. I have oh, encountered this true. before. We send the amp to the venue, soundtrack, no problem. Mm. Just before the show starts, the amp blow. There's no explanation for it. I can't explain it. Right, right, right. So the best... Uh, the best backup we have bring another one if you have it in the well just bring another one uh, you got space in the lobby bring another one to the venue if anything happens you got a spare I, I like this mentality uh, I like this do you, do you specify times in a year to do 
routine maintenance and check of all your gear. Sometimes we, when downtime, long period, we just plug all the M, all check. I see, uh, I see. Get guitarist, get guitarist, uh, tech to come and plug in all the M and check. Especially with Team River, but I got a lot of problems with Team River. <laughs> uh, it's always bust, uh, sometimes the River tank doesn't work. Right. So we send it to repair. Uh. Simple repair, we try to do it ourselves. Change tip bodies, we can repair. Uh, like the more complicated one, we will send it to uh, the repairman and repair. Like Goose or something. Sometimes yeah. I send to Goose, sometimes I send to Thomas Leung also. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Thomas is this, this old man that is really know what he's doing. I've, uh. I've heard his uh, name. I've heard his name. Yeah. And Goose, sometimes I send to Goose also. I feel the passion in you about <laughs> about this, you know. I really do, and I actually look forward to seeing your crew because I feel like your passion will inform their way of being as crew and tech. Because most of my crew is from DMAT, and why they join DMAT in the first place? They all like music. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They know they all know how to play music. They all love music. So when they do the show, they don't feel it's just a job. Uh, it's something uh, that they also want to see a good show. When they want to see a good show, they will automatically go and help out the musicians already. Uh. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, so it's a good cycle lah, the way I see it. And it's it's continual. It's 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 gonna keep continuing. Cause you guys have been around two years now? Almost, Almost two, two years. years. Almost two years. It's it's hard, lah. it's hard to do this business because you gotta take care of the money part. You gotta take care of money part, you gotta take care of all the operations. Then you gotta take care of buying gears. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of aspect of it. But I do enjoy la. Uh a silly question. Mm. What's the the last thing you bought that got you excited? Personal purchase of gear. I just some even company closed down. I bought some gears recently, <laughs> and just before before COVID, we bought stage three, not stage three, not stage three. Yeah, okay. Tech okay. rider come if you want to do the job. It's either you you rent it from other people or you buy it. Yeah, yeah. I decided to buy it. not stage three. That I bought some speakers also last year before before COVID. I see. I see. Ooh, I like I like the stage mm. three. My keyboard is plays one, <laughs> and he will he will request for one. When when he plays, when the rider come, we have to fulfill it. It's also part of the service to fulfill the rider. You cannot be sustaining keyboard that they don't have to use, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On on that note, we're gonna have a listen to our featured musical guests. Okay. So we have one per episode. So today's guest, his name is Aston, and have a listen to his track "Drowning." It's from his album "Act for Resurgence." So enjoy the track. Take it away, Ryan. Awaken in silence again 3am Something's wrong here It must be me Or something I ain't Not again Much too late to go down this road At first I was freezing, you see Never mind No one's awake to deal with me Or just hear me scream But that's fine I'm alive Nothing seems to make it go
Strike drowning. If you do, please follow him on his social media accounts. Okay. So, Eric, mm. one last pondering I have is, what advice would you have for someone who is graduating this year, maybe, or maybe has graduated with O levels, has a love for music, and now right is is oh thinking, maybe I want to get into this line of work, the backline rental work, live show music production work. What advice would you have for that person? You can choose to go for a formal music education or live sound education. You also can choose for uh, learn on the ground. In fact, most of the crew in the market all learn from the ground. You can do go with both ways. There's nothing wrong. But they say I from I was from DMAT. So when I got my oral result by right according to the the L one R four, I cannot get into the course. Uh. But it's not fair to to judge. A person's talent or ability in music or live sound in the aspect, right? So, SP is very kind. They got this uh audition for us to go and try after we get our overall result. So I think that's very kind. So, even if you don't do so well, if you want to go for a formal education, you can still go ahead, go for all the audition, go and try interview. I personally, after my O level, I went for the South audition. Ah, oh, I see. Uh, I wanted to do audio production there. I see. Then I uh, tried SP. I went and went for SP eventually. I see. So you can go for the formal education, but now it is with YouTube. If it's the vast information on YouTube, you can learn everything on YouTube, from setting a backline, from Pro Tools, Logic, everything is on YouTube. How to call you, tables. Uh, to if you have a formal education, that will be better lah. But if not, YouTube is the best avenue to learn everything. You can pause the video and mm. you can look back. Oh, I uh, agree. Eh? That yeah. is the most important thing. You can stop the video and you can continue to read, to follow up. So there's both ways you can go about it. Learn on the ground, go and work part time, go and ask question. Make sure you have a if you have a mentor that will be best you. For sound engineering, if you can find a mentor to follow, uh, a veteran in the market to follow, that will be good also because you got your question answered. Because the 
the fundamental, the foundation is all on YouTube. You can find, uh, you can learn it all on YouTube. But the details, the meticulousness, the experience, you need a mentor to ask, to question. I didn't have a mentor who is that experienced also. So I fall a lot of time. I feel that I learned the hard way. You fall a lot of time, then you can think about it. Then you'll find the answer. It's a bit longer, I feel, mm. the way I learned this whole production thing. But if you can find a mentor to teach you, that'll be much faster. Would you be open to mentoring someone now? Uh, no problem. If anybody want to learn backline, yeah. hey. come to my company, I yeah. can show them around. Hey, you heard that. Uh? Like, I mean, now COVID, I got a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I would love uh, to learn from you. But... Uh, anybody want to drop by Super Production, have a look at our inventory, our place, want to talk to us, feel free. Ah, now COVID, we are a bit more free here. We can afford to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this with us today. No problem. Thank we, you. I, I learned a lot talking to you today. <laughs> both from your spirit and also about Backline Rental. Mm. And on that note, my name is Ridwan. Today is Instinct Life episode 4. What this is, is this is a podcast where we feature practitioners from the industry, from sound engineering fields, from Backline Rental fields, from the artistic point of view, artistic management, and maybe soon enough we will include people from theatre and dance as well. And as well as educators, I think that's one region that I really want to explore in terms of hearing from educators in the industry. Follow InstinctSG on all our social media accounts. I think we have Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I should know these things, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this little conversation we had. Okay. Thank you, Eric. Welcome. And thank you everyone for viewing. Cheers, guys. <laughs>